Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my brand new podcast, Beast, The Murder of Nora Sheehan, streaming now, wherever you get your podcasts. There's problems in this city. There's problems in communities in this city where people can't get jobs that pay them to live a normal lifestyle. And I think the political parties are not representing them and they're not helping them. And instead, they've been attracted to this, which is really an oversimplified version where the immigrants are getting it all. They're not getting it all. It just shows you it's a deep, deep problem. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World. A podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. A shocking stabbing outside a school and a city on fire. Today, we discuss the terrible events in Dublin which have left three children and a teacher injured and seen multiple arrests during riots that followed. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Were you anywhere near town last night? No, I mean, we were, uh, I'd left by the time it really began in earnest. Um, but obviously there was people stuck in the building here. Um, mm. Journalists who had been working on it, been up and down at the scene. Um, right. So, I mean, it so was they absolutely... locked them in, did they, for a few hours in the building? Just well, not ne- down? well, not necessarily. It was just very hard to get out. There was no public transport, obviously, or taxis. So, mm. um, so I mean, it was a night of absolute chaos. There's no doubt about that. Wasn't it just? So where do we start about the, I mean, obviously the two incidents have been merged together, but they are two separate things, realistically. The first thing that happened was just before two o'clock yesterday, and we're talking today on Friday, but there was a horrific attack on small, small children queuing outside a school up the back of our office, really, there. Yeah, I mean, there was, it was, it was obviously extraordinarily shocking to hear that three kids have been stabbed in Dublin city centre in open daylight in one of the busiest sections of the city on Parnell Street opposite the Garden of Remembrance. I mean, ironically, there was the uh, an inquest into the Stardust fire disaster going on just metres away. So, I mean, it's these things are 
you know, instantly went around the world. Uh, yeah. Particularly, you know, people, I think there was an image of the child's school bag. If you look at some of the images, not all of them have been used. Yeah. You see that people will have seen it on social media. And just the sense as any parent, but not just parents, any human being, the thought that a, a five-year-old could be suffer yeah. and that sort of attack in, in a in a modern city center is horrific, shocking, grim, mm. and you know, it certainly inspired a huge emotional reaction. And like the thing is, we we sort of we stick with this for a second because we don't know much about the suspect who's also in hospital. We don't know much about his background or what the motivation was, whether or not he was watching this, targeting this particular school. Was it something that was, you know, he happened to be passing by? Clearly, he was armed with a knife. We know that much. And yeah, we was know anything we know. said, or was he? Is there no, any I mean, reports of anything being said during it, or was it just complete one of these sort of lone wolf bizarre uh, crimes? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, obviously, the lone wolf term is used in relation to terrorism. Obviously, the the guards have come out and say this isn't a terror related attack. What we do know about the, the the chief suspect who's currently in in hospital is still being treated for his injuries as of the, the time we're recording this. He's a man in his fifties. He's from uh, North Africa, but has lived in Ireland for a l- very long time and is uh, an Irish citizen. Mm. Um, certainly, they've te- the the guards have ruled out terrorism. They also seem to rule out any particular. Uh, personal connection with the people involved so as of, as of this moment uh, so what you're really left with is a random attack yeah now it's not obviously something it's not a, a, a sort of attack that that somebody was planning to get away with if you want to look at it that way given the nature of how busy it was and it was in public so we don't know the motive is what people want to know we don't know what that motive is now, at the same time, when I use the word lone wolf, I mean, I think a lot of those attacks similar that we've seen in London, we've seen them in Brussels, we've seen them, we see them all the time in America, especially when kids are being targeted in shootings and all the rest of it. That I would see that as meaning somebody, an individual with no clear or anyway rational motivation operating alone in that they had no backup there. There was no getaway driver. There was nothing like that. This was somebody who just was in a place and decided to gratuitous violence on young children. Yeah, exactly. Look, I mean, I know, yeah, I suppose I was just saying the lone wolf that the people were using yeah. that in relation to ISIS or whatever. But look, of course, lone wolf is a normal term in mm-hmm. that, you know. Now, look, as the days go on, there may it may become clear there was some motive. But mm-hmm. at this moment, it's not. It's certainly not out there in public, but it doesn't seem to be there in private either in yeah. that. The, you know, there, there's none of, it's not as if it's not being published, but everybody knows yeah. this. We don't know. So, I mean, obviously there's people that, that it was a particularly frenzied attack. Whether there's a mental health issue, we don't yeah. know again. So I suppose it's not really yeah. helpful to it, speculate on what we it's don't It's not know. helpful, but I suppose it's completely irrational behaviour. It's not the behaviour of a normal, any at all individual. Kids standing outside of school, Three of them attacked, and I think a teacher and somebody intervened, a delivery driver intervened in order to try and help them. 
Yeah, I mean, there's look, there's there's two people that intervened initially. The crash worker who's who yeah. also suffered serious knife wounds in the attack, certainly attempted to intervene, attempted to to, to fight your man off. The children was injured herself in the process. As this was going on, a Deliveroo driver who's who's appeared in the media now, he, you know, initially he said he thought it was just a. a you know, a street fight or something. Then he intervened and hit him with his his bicycle helmet. Right. And then for, there was further interventions then from members of the public. Um, you know, other people became involved in subduing him. Um, mm -hmm. Guards were relatively quickly on the scene, and he was injured as he was subdued, and his weapon was taken off him. Um, yeah. And he remains in hospital. Um, he's not in guard of custody yet. Obviously, mm. they're not just leaving him in a hospital room unattended. I, again, we don't know what the security yeah. situation is, but you can be sure that they're keeping a very close eye on it. But he's not, obviously, in his health hasn't recovered enough that he's been From, taken yeah. into guard of custody yet. Yeah. At some point, he will be uh, mm -hmm. arrested. Like, you know, I don't know if there was arrested at the scene. Again, that's a bit unclear, but I imagine he was. But if he'll be formally arrested yeah. and questioned when he's medically fit to do so. Yeah. So I mean, so now what happened afterwards? Then there is an awful lot of stuff in the ether at the moment, though, and we can feel it from uh, certain conversations we've had about stuff. Obviously, you know, you don't want to ignite anything by talking about it, but there is stuff in the ether. The far right have filtered their way, or certainly that far right ideology has filtered its way into communities all over this country. Um. And the fact of the matter is that the riots are happened as a direct reaction to this, what we call it lone wolf crime. And it's purely on the basis that these people are there ready, looking for an excuse to kind of uprise. I mean, has this been building? I think it's fair to say it has been building. I think so too, um, yeah. Now, there's a couple of things going on. There's a huge amount of people in this city but across the country as well that are unhappy with the immigration situation even this week there was a march in Kerry there's various issues going on around this we all know about it so instantly on social media um, it was put out that this guy where he was from originally and mm -hmm. that sparked an instant reaction a number of far-right people instantly put up that we, there's a meeting at seven o'clock at the Spire to march on this. Obviously, the location it's in, it's in the busiest part of the city. Um, mm. So there's people who instantly arrived at the scene um, in a very emotional state. The guards arrived and there was this flare-up. Now, the far-right people who have, uh, you know, uh, the anti-immigration protesters, um, there's no doubt that they lost, you know, the people that, that appeared and, you know, I yeah. think it's been who caused most of the damage last night. They're probably not connected with these people in any meaningful way. However, it was whipped up very quickly. Yeah. Um, um, and then there's no doubt that there's just random people came along to commit mm. the violence. I mean, looting occurred, obviously widespread looting. I think it was 13 shops damaged. Like are these two, those two people buses that, and a Lewis? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like those people, the people breaking into Foot Locker and Arnott's, you know, they, yeah. they don't have any ideology at all. So yeah. there's always like I was there. 
during the Love Ulster riots. Uh, yeah. I can't remember when that was, but it was, you know, whatever number of years ago. Um, I yeah. was there covering it for the Mirror at the time. And again, there was a number of Republicans at those at those mm-hmm. riots. But really, it just got taken over by a lot of young fellows who came in and just got involved for the riot, for the fun, yeah, yeah. or whatever you want to, whatever way they want to view it. That's so what that, those groups encourage, that kind of, well, it's what it, they want them to create. Yes, so what it is, is, yeah, so what it is, is it's a really complicated situation. So they whipped it up. Yeah. They got more than they bargained for. You can see a lot of them on social media now, a lot of the anti-immigration protesters trying to disassociate themselves from what went on. Because who supports terrorizing Lewis drivers, bus drivers, who supports terrorizing teenage workers in sports shops? Nobody, not even them. However, you make crime an issue, immigrant crime an issue like this, this is what happens, you know, and it's happened across the world. Um, So, of course, they can't be uh, disassociate themselves from what occurred, you know, and then there's the other group of people in this country and in this city who feel deeply uncomfortable with immigration and mm. where do we fit them fit them in and how do we represent their point of view in the media i mean the other broader issue is that there's people in this city and in this country who are deeply disenfranchised in society and they have come to blame immigration uh, yeah. immigration the housing the housing crisis underlies it all and you can hear that when you're talking to people the idea that people come into the country are housed and they're given this and they're given that i mean people coming into this country migrants and and you know asylum seekers are i mean it's no great shakes is it okay they might no, have a bed and a roof no, but it is certainly not no it's no great shakes no it's no great shakes right two things right like there's one thing you have to have sympathy for people that are living in areas uh, that 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 are struggling, that they may have grown up in an area, say in the north inner city, and they can't find housing there. So uh, you have sympathy for them. But the other thing is that look, Irish people have had sympathy for people from Gaza, haven't they? Like that yeah. people people have been horrified for that. Now I know some of those Gaza refugees, and I don't think most people in Ireland would be say they should not be brought in here after undergoing bombardment in their home country. They were given heroes welcomes as they mm-hmm. came into Dublin. And I know for a fact that then they've been dumped off in the middle of, as far as I know, a suburb in North Dublin where they're sleeping eight and nine and 10 to a room. And, you know, that's not good for anybody. I have to say, Do you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, Nicola, like I find it very, like, you know, what goes on like that, when you have riots of that nature, it shows there is something wrong. Do you worry about racism and the kind of the growing thing? I'm sure you do. Yeah, I mean, I've point of view. yeah, on a personal point of view, because, you know, there's different ethnicities in my family, let's put it that way. I worry about it. I mean, I, 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 I understand. I also, I don't want this to be, I worry about the, the, the narrative that goes on where, you know, we've seemed to have disenfranchised a whole load of people from speaking about their concerns and they have been picked up by these other groups that are mm. without thought and really without consideration. 
um, and it all becomes about immigration. There's problems in the city. There's problems in communities in this city where people can't get jobs that pay them to live a normal lifestyle. And I think the political parties are not representing them and they're not helping them. And instead, they've been attracted to this, which is really an oversimplified version where the immigrants are getting it all. They're not getting it all. I no, mean, they're not, exactly. And however, the other thing is that what people don't get, I think, is how incredibly organised the far right are. Because there are an organised group who are pushing out propaganda all the time. We might be able to see it because we work in the media and we'd be sort of having a look at they put out these videos and they claim such and such thing happened in Dublin this week. Look what happened. And you can see it flying everywhere. And of course, the same video has been used three months ago because it didn't happen in Dublin. It happened in Paris or it happened here, there, or everywhere. But they're putting these things out. There's a huge push behind it. They have yes. PR teams working in the background and they are giving the message to a sort of a disenfranchised youth or people who are, they're clinging to it. They're feeling that these people, this is, this makes sense to me. Yeah. And in actual fact, it is purely propaganda and lies. Yeah, it is. It is. And there has been, even on this case, again, there's been things that have been totally wrong. There is propaganda and you're right. And it is organized. And the problem is that the media is failing as well. Mm. to counteract it and to speak to the people that are that are receiving this propaganda so instead the people who the people who are 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 listening to some of this stuff the anti-immigration stuff all they're hearing really is what they regard as snide comments uh yeah calling them racists and i mean absolutely and i was only talking to someone the other night on the phone and was having a very normal conversation and then this person started talking about uh, a situation that happened outside, you know, a place where uh, asylum seekers were being housed. And I said, oh, for goodness sake, you don't think that's anything but the far right or whatever. And I was absolutely laughed at because actually that's not the way to communicate to those people by suggesting this is just a far right. This no, is no, just, I mean, look, it's, it's you're a You're actually shutting down, you're shutting down the conversation by just saying that, actually. So we need to learn how to speak mm. to people. Yeah, but it's because as well then, of course, the, 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 the media to an extent is so wary of saying, for example, well, I mean, mm. for example, saying the, the background of somebody who commits a crime. Yeah. You know, people just, you know, so we had the Ashling Murphy case, of course, as well, which is yeah. really in the build up to this. And that became a debate about about the ethnicity of the murderer. Um, yeah. And we had obviously... Uh, we had a statement from Ashley Murphy's boyfriend, and that became a political issue as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. And for in some way, the media is failing to to do its job properly. It's speaking. I do think the media, and I don't, and don't un, not include us in this. We're we're kind of speaking to one group of people, the people that mm-hmm. already agree with us. So, I, I, like, it's it's depressing, I think, mm-hmm, because. Mm-hmm. You know, you work in the media and what do you want to say? And I know people listen to this and say whatever, but in some way the communication is failing. And it's not just the communication. It's also there's there's sections of this country that are young male working class. Like what are we what have we got for them as a mm. country? Do we have jobs that'll allow them to buy a house? Do we have 
work that will give them a sense of satisfaction? Do we have uh, health care for them if they need it as they grow up? Do we have good schools for them? This isn't the fault of immigration, by the way. It's no, it's not. Of society. But... And then you have disenfranchised people and you, you, you have the perfect powder keg for what happened yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, that that's what I believe. I mean, and I don't... And you know what? We're on the map now, aren't we? I mean, in the name of God, it's, I was just looking at the media coverage of it. It's all over the world. Absolutely all over the world. This is such a huge story. Um, you know, it's not good for businesses. It's not good for the run-up to the Christmas. It's not good for our country, for our reputation as no. people, you know. And... It's... It, it's out there now. It's happened. It's done. I woke up this morning to Drew Harris. Yeah. You know, my, I'm not a huge, massive no. fan there, right? But, and so I am, I'm saying that for a reason because I want to just put that out there that, you know, I'm not a fan girl of Drew Harris at all. He didn't give me any confidence whatsoever. I think he's a guarded chief who has no idea what's happening on the ground. He's good at sound bites and he's good at maybe doing a little interview. Maybe that's all his job needs. But um, I think that this has been building. I would imagine that from a community policing point of view, which isn't being very vastly funded by the, the, the Garda system in place, because it seems most guards have to spend their day sitting in an office filing bloody reports. Right. Yeah. And that sort of a thing to explode like that should have been caught, captured, noticed by community policing. That's the kind of stuff on the ground that you can feel building. And I don't think that Harris gave me any confidence whatsoever that it, 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 it that they know how to handle it or that they've any intel at all on where that well, can happen. This is, this is the other issue. Like, you know, they're monitoring social media here. Like, yeah. I really, you know, I mean, I'd love to know what's being monitored by who yeah. and, when and where, how exactly. that communicated back. I would love to know that. I mean, yeah, so would I. Yeah. And what, 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 what sites are being monitored? Is it Telegram? Mm -hmm. Is it Facebook? How many people are doing it? Um, how, what they find? How does that get communicated back to, say, Store Street? Mm -hmm. How many meetings they've had with this intel on the far right? I'd love to know that. I wouldn't, yeah. I would be. I'd love to be wrong and know that that's regularly occurring and there's regular updates on movements and things like that. I mean, it's all going on on social media. You, you don't totally, you don't, you there know. is no, it's not a secret society. Like it's no, there, no. it's on Telegram. It, it's not on Facebook as much, but it's on Telegram. You I have know. a contact who keeps me very much informed uh, of the stuff. It's sort of like a watcher of all this, this, this individual. Um, a great contact and just keeps me kind of a little bit up to date on what's happening. And when Tommy Robinson visited Ireland, would it have been before the summer? Yeah. And he was here to whip up support and all the rest of it. And I can tell you this much. The guards did not know he was coming. They had no idea, nor did they have any interest. No, they have. As he went around the country, as he went around the country, whipping up support for this ideology. Um, he created video content while he was here, turned it into a documentary about basically how the people of Ireland, you know, are being are under fire from immigrants. I mean, absolute bullshit propaganda stuff. And he got in and out of the country and was able to do that without anybody even approaching him. Sure, you and I were talking about him because wasn't he out from Ballyfermot with some 
yeah, of our yeah. criminal he friends. He had a go at a certain uh, young Nicola talent, I think. Uh, on, he might have, yeah. You might have. But however, I mean, the real problem is like um, that. Are we like, you know, what what are we going to do? Is it just reactive policing? I think there is that. That is what's going to happen. I mean, the other thing, but there's a broader problem, isn't there? I mean, I know people, like mm. people are talking to me and, you know, they're saying, look, they're saying nobody in the media will talk about immigrant crime. Mm-hmm. And like, they're not fully wrong. Like, immigrants do commit crimes. It's, it's, but, you know, the problem is to communicate that, of course, there's a degree of criminality within the immigrant community, just like there is within the banking community, just like mm-hmm. there is within the dorky horsey set. Yeah. There is there is crime there and people should be entitled to speak about it. And, you know, these things, terrible things do happen by native Irish people. I mean, there's mm-hmm. murders every 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 year. There's a number of murders committed by native Irish people. There's a number committed by by recent immigrants and there's a number committed by men. There's a number committed by mm-hmm. women. And people are entitled to talk about it, but you know, the, statistically, you know, it's the problem is a problem of criminality as opposed to criminality within one community. Yeah, and we've had this over decades, of course, with the the traveling community, where yeah, they broadly got painted as, you know, and they, of course, the representatives say it themselves. They got they got painted as being. Uh, responsible for crime yeah broadly there's crime you and i go to a meeting and where we were yeah we were we were we were were addressed by members of the traveling community and they came and spoke to us about why we shouldn't be any longer saying a traveler crime gang and we no longer say that we We no longer language around all that yeah and look we we, we've cases to answer historically with all these things there's no doubt about that and of course, there is within within uh, you know all communities. There's particular there's there's criminality. That's just the way it is. But we can't make the same mistake um, yeah. when it comes to immigrants, immigrant populations. There, there's there's murders, many murders this this year. There's cases before the courts as we speak involving mm-hmm. Irish people killing people. Um, they go on all the time. Tragically, because of the there's just the statistical proportion of immigrants within the community. Some of that crime is going to be committed by immigrants. Mm-hmm. People should be allowed to speak about it, but it's just it's just really sad. I mean, I was talking to somebody there, a guy I know really well, lovely person, great family guy, somebody I've known a long time, and you know, a compassionate, decent person. And he said to me, "Well, it'd be just better off keeping them all out, and therefore none of them would commit any crimes." And you know, that's that's kind of seeped in um mm. immigration is a fact of life and you know fortunately for many yeah. reasons because of it, it does bring a lot to the country you know and but immigration is a fact of life and it's 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 part of all countries across the world and we mm. have to handle it better and I mean, I do think there is some fairness to say that those people are coming over from Gaza, as I said. Mm. no doubt traumatized having lost mm. family members and we're going to dump them in packed houses somewhere is there going to be follow-up helping them with the trauma 
Is there going to no, be medical that's services? That's one of the biggest problems, isn't it? We don't have those services no, available. No. Are, we gonna, are we going to be integrating them people, which I think most Irish people, the vast majority of Irish people would say, of course, people from Gaza are entitled yeah. to care. What are we going to do for them? Like, are we going to put them somewhere where they can look after their kids? Are their kids going to be helped? Are they going to be helped? Are they going to see psychologists, social workers? Mm. Are they going to be helped integrate into society? But they're not like, they're not to the extent that they should be. So there's mm-hmm. so many issues. And I just, it just, it really makes me, like what you see last night, it, like there's nothing good in it. I mean, no. there's nothing good in seeing people smash up Lewis's and buses, set them on fire. You know, there's no, it's just a terrible, terrible thing. And Mm. it's terrible that it comes to this country. We've looked at countries over the years on TV and you think, oh, that's horrible. And it is horrible. And it's really hard to put the genie back in the box. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's kind of like it is is such a disappointing thing to have happened. It's sad um, that we are out there. Dublin City is out on news channels all over the bloody world because of this and for no good reason for no good reason and look we had a huge kerfuffle let's put it that Mm. way over the violence on Talbot Street yeah Um, we did didn't we when was that a few months ago sorry yeah yeah and you know we had a big visit from Helen McEntee yeah we had Garda chiefs down like is Talbot Street any different like and you know you had everyone standing up at the door talking about it as if yeah. this was like you know it was a total this there was a violent incident that occurred I think this was before the courts in relation to it um it was a complete re- reaction an overreaction we would have thought given that we're there all the time on yeah, the streets and we can see it yeah there was an, a brief overreaction and then very little has changed yeah that's, exactly that's the problem there would be a brief yeah. overreaction to this and then I hope. Yeah. Not, but it, it's po- very possible nothing will change when the, the cycle moves on. The only um, thing is that you'd like to think going forward that the Guardi, instead of just saying they're monitoring social media, will actually see the threat from this rising group and that they will properly do intel on it. They will actually dedicate a unit to keeping up. I'm not talking about keeping an eye on your Twitter feed. It's actually quite easy to infiltrate these groups if you have the time and you have the resources behind you to do it. And I think we actually need to infiltrate them to have the proper intelligence coming back out before this happens again. And like we spent most of our podcast today talking about that, which I said to you at the beginning, two separate things happened in Dublin yesterday. And the most awful of all of that really was not the shops being looted. It was what happened to those children up at that school. It's kind of almost, it's overshadowed the the horror of that crime that happened because of what went on afterwards in the aftermath. Exactly. And I mean, look, it's, it's, it's even more complicated, isn't it? Like, because, like, I mean, the guy, the guy who saved the day, the delivery driver is a Brazilian man. An immigrant yeah. into this country, working hard, paying his taxes, yeah. legally in here, uh, not an illegal immigrant. And, you know, he saved the day, stood out, and everybody can say he's a hero. So these kind of really oversimplifications that 
immigrants yeah. are bad and native Irish are good. It's just not true. Yeah. But, you know, the other part of me wants to say, like, we have to do something to help the people that are disenfranchised yeah. and are in these communities that are under pressure as well, as well as deal with the, the people that are uh, exploiting tragedies mm for their own political gain. Some of these people are going to be standing for election and they're going to be using the the injury suffered by that child mm. to get themselves mm. votes. They will, they will. So anybody who's anything to say, just email you, yeah? Or do you, will I hand out no, 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 Well, I can guarantee you now nobody will be happy with what we said um, no, because that's no. the way it is. And, you know... And and, I feel as if we've got nowhere with it either. You know, yeah, we've quite got... Frustrating. No, yeah, it is, it is. And nobody will be happy. And... Like, are they even wrong not to be happy? I don't know. But, yeah. you know, it's, it, it is, it just shows you it's a deep, deep problem. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not, I just, it's the bit that I find most upsetting about it, beyond the terrible tragedy inflicted on those, those families uh, of the people attacked, is the fact that there's just these, these people that I know that are normal, decent people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're being offered this magical solution that stop immigration, every life is going to be great. And I just don't agree with it's it. But it do you know what? Let's let's let the dust settle on this. And maybe at the other side of the weekend, when we've a little bit, we, we can make more measured and maybe more intelligent analysis on the whole situation after we kind of get some more details, further details. And maybe we'll try and uh, sort of have a look at who has been arrested as part of those riots, a little bit of their background. And maybe we'll get somewhere with something. Yeah, you're, just, you're, you know. yeah you're an optimist that we're going to produce intelligent I'm always, analysis. I'm always optimistic, for goodness yeah. sake, always. Yes. But uh, yeah, no, look, depressing news and um, not good for the city. Not a good look. Not a bloody good look at all. Um, it's embarrassing for all of us what's it happened. Is, it is. And, it's and um, let's hope that those... Let's hope that those people with those very severe injuries, that little child, recovers. I mean, you yeah. know, there's people in hospital now, and um, you know, let's hope they all make make a good recovery, and that those kids are given the what sort of trauma response they need from what happened. I mean, they'll need the dust to settle on that as well. And how would you deal with poor children seeing that kind of violence laid out in front of them? It's just horrendous. They even know where to start with it. But look, let's talk at the other side of the um, the weekend when we have a bit more details. Alrighty? Thank you, Nicola. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com, produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Claude Amini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take the Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume the Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume the Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.